Hello everyone, welcome back to the A&J Tunes podcast. My name is Anthony, and I'm happy as always to be joined alongside James. James, how are you doing, man? Great, man. I just can't wait to hop into this podcast. Now, I know that this week we're going to have a mega artist. He's only won two Grammys all time, but he's still one of the most iconic brands out there. Of yeah. course, we're talking about who, Anthony? Yeah, we're talking about uh, Mr. Justin Bieber. Who would have guessed it? Yeah, he's came out with his second album in about the past year or so. He released Changes last year. Overall, very disappointing. I'm still surprised it was nominated for a Grammy, something I don't understand. But for those of you who are curious about our Grammy analysis, we have put up two episodes just recently. So for those of you that want to listen to that, you'll know where to find it. But overall, yeah, Changes, he was kind of mad it was classified as a pop album instead of an R&B. Justice, it's a pop album. It's a sixth studio album, as a matter of fact. It was released about last week, so you've all had a week to kind of let it sink in. But, James, before I even get into the album, the tracks, my overall opinions on this particular album, mm-hmm. let's start off with the controversy surrounding the album. According to reports from Rolling Stone, The French electronic music duo known as Justice, they sent a cease and desist letter to Justin Bieber, essentially saying that he copied their logo. Now, for those of you that don't know, their logo essentially has the T in Justice resemblant of a cross. With Justin Bieber's new album cover, it's very similar. I'm going to show it to James in just a second so I can get his thoughts in. But essentially, they said they trademarked it back in 2008 in France and then in the EU in 2014. The letter essentially stated that they, in terms of Justin Bieber's team, they never got permission to use their logo for their new album. They claimed that they essentially tried to seek out the same artist that designed the original Justice logo. Now, ultimately, they ended up not connecting. They tried. It didn't work. But at the end of the day, they essentially said that they didn't want fans to be confused as to whether the group Justice and Justin Bieber did like a collaboration of some sort. Justice had no way, shape, or form any involvement with his new album. And essentially, they claimed that it was illegal Bieber's team essentially denied the letter, said there really wasn't any real infringement. And overall, it's very interesting because Changes, I could argue, was probably his weakest album all time. And Justice, before I even go into it, and these are the logos, I don't know if you can see that. And to me, in all honesty, it's just a little too close for comfort, in my opinion. If you look at both logos, you can see it's very similar. And overall, man, I'm curious. What do you think about the two logos? Honestly, at first glance, I was like, what are they talking about? But the more I think about it, like, this was really, you said in 2008? There's no way that, there's just no way that he could have just designed that logo and, or the designer designer team could have done that without knowing this. I just feel like they're just trying to use their brand to say, hey... You know, we're going to take ownership of this and whoever else, you know, had it beforehand, uh, they just, you know, magically, mysteriously didn't see it. But that previous logo is pretty badass, by the way. I have to admit, like, that took so much time. 
Who wouldn't be proud of that? But then to see Justin Bieber, who will get more recognition, undoubtedly, for the same work, and won't give any dividends to them, I feel like they have a case here. Now, my only question is, how do you redesign it? Do you just cut the top off? Do you just put Justice normally? That would work. Well, the thing is that they originally tried to use the same designer from the original logo. Now, ultimately, it didn't work, but... Bieber's team essentially was very heavily inspired by the original Justice logo that they did. And, I mean, honestly, they should have just came up with their own original logo. I know easier said than done. But, at the end of the day, when you look at the two logos, they are just very similar. And for me, as I said before, it's just too close to comfort for me. And the crosses and the T's, you can argue, are a little different. But... As of right now, there's no further word. I think the Justice duo is going to try to get some compensation for it. Bieber's team, who knows what they're going to do. They've essentially rejected it. They think it's an open and shut case. But the dumb thing about all of this is the logos are not even the most controversial thing about this album. Really? No. And let me explain. So... Mr. Chance the Rapper. He is a feature on this album, which I'll get into in just a second. But prior to the album's release, before everyone listened to it, he compared it to Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album. Now, for those of you that don't know, you can argue that's probably his second most popular album all time behind Thriller. Yeah. And that album has some hits. And for... Chance the Rapper, he essentially said that Justice was some of the best music he's ever heard. And he essentially called the album groundbreaking music. Now, before I even go into the album, James, I'm curious. Do you think Chance is right when he says this is groundbreaking music? There's a 0.10 whatever percent chance that it could be on the same stratosphere as that album. I think he shot himself in the foot by saying that. Now that was probably marketing. That's probably people like, whoa, this has got to be one of the best albums ever. But <laughs> that's insultingly, you know, overrating the album already. Now, I didn't go in hating on the album, but automatically I just know that when someone is self-adulating like that, either the album is truly something else or hot garbage. <laughs> yeah, and... I get it, as you said earlier. I think this was more of a marketing strategy. But to compare it to Off the Wall, oh like, God. no offense, Chance, you gotta listen to some more music, man. Like, <laughs> if you think Justice is the best music you've ever heard, you need to get out more. It <laughs> is not even close to Off the Wall. <laughs> My overall opinion to Justice, I think Changes is some hot garbage. <laughs> if Changes is hot garbage, Justice is garbage. Like, Justice is only slightly better than Changes. Like, if you were to rate Changes a 5 out of 10, Justice is like a 6 out of 10. Hmm. Both mediocre albums, both not anywhere near to some of the stuff he did early on in his career. But before I go even further into his early stuff that he did throughout his career, let's talk about Justice. So, the main single, or the lead single, so to speak, for Justice was Holy. And, as you may have guessed it, it features Chance the Rapper. And, overall, it's about his 
love for God and how he loves his wife, Haley Bieber. Now, I mentioned this in the last episode, but they've recently been married now for a little over two years now. So it makes sense to have this kind of a song. It has kind of that gospel element to it. And overall, for me, the song is all right. But there's nothing really remarkable about it. Like, there's nothing that really stands out to me about it. Like, my favorite part of that whole song, I think, is about where he's singing how he's running to the altar like a track star. But that is it. Like, the rest of the song is just alright. Like, it's not great. It's not bad. It's just alright. And for me, that just literally defines Justin Bieber over the past few years. It's just, he's alright. He's not great. He's not bad. But, you know, he's alright. You, you mentioned over the years, though. Like, is this over the, the last few years? Or throughout his... I'd consider his prime, which was like 2010 to 2014... I think before and after that, it just hasn't been the same since. But, you know, what, what would you consider over the years to be? Over the years, I'm specifically talking about his last two albums. So, Changes and Justice for me. Purpose, which I'll get into a little bit later, you can consider that to maybe be his last quote-unquote great album. But here's something you guys have to understand with pop. Pop, for me, is mainly known for the singles. In other words, a lot of pop artists don't put out great albums. They put out a lot of hit singles, which is what Justin Bieber has been able to do throughout his career. But in terms of having great cohesive albums, most pop stars don't put those out. It just doesn't exist most of the time. And Justin Bieber is no exception to that rule. And with this particular album, it's just not as cohesive for me. And especially with the song like Lonely, right, with Benny Blanco, who is a great producer... It's interesting because he did the song with both Blanco and Phineas, who does a lot of like the songs for Billie Eilish. Obviously, they're related. But it's the ending track to the album. And it talks about his fame and kind of how, since he was a child star at a very young age, how it kind of affected him. It kind of cut him off from the world and it made him feel really isolated. Now, sonically, the song's not that great. When you do low, whoa, 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 we, the yodeling melody, it gets really annoying after a while, in my opinion. But overall, it's a pop and R&B track. He's kind of meddling between those two genres. It's, again, not a bad song. You can argue it's his most personal on the track, and I appreciate his vulnerability when it comes to that, but... Again, sonically, it's okay. Anyone, which is the second to last track on the album. Again, it's about his wife, Haley Beaver, and how he'll always be there for her. But this is something that I found to be relatively interesting. The song was originally intended for Camille Cabello and her second album, Romance. But what ended up happening is that the song got scrapped and they essentially sold it to Bieber. Wow. So she doesn't have any like songwriting credits on it because once you sell the song, it's no longer yours. So basically she sold it to Bieber and now it's on the particular album. Ouch. But that's not even for me the, I guess the worst part. It's an 80s inspired pop track. 
Now, you might be wondering, okay, what's, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Pretty much most pop music this past year has basically been 80s inspired. We talk about The Weeknd a lot with his 80s synth pop. We talk about Dua Lipa with like 80s disco. Mm -hmm. This song kind of epitomizes how Justin Bieber has not necessarily been original with his music style, but has started to jump on other trends. Like, I saw a comment on this the other day, but with changes, you can argue that he went into the trap genre because that was what was popular at the time. Now, with this particular track, anyone, he's doing the 80s pop, which is was very popular this year. And for me, man, Justin Bieber, I feel like, has just lost all his originality in the sense that no one on his team is really being, I guess, holding him accountable, so to speak, just because he hasn't been able to put out a trend-setting song. Like, with The Weeknd, it was very synth-pop-inspired, something that a lot of people didn't see with, like, the 80s. Blinding Lights, obviously, the biggest song of the year. I will never understand why I never got nominated for a Grammy, but I already beat that dead horse a long time ago. <laughs> but the point is, man, Justin Bieber, in order to kind of reestablish himself as an artist, I feel like he needs to come out with some original content. And I'm not saying this isn't original, but I'm saying he needs to put out some originally inspired things. Like, he needs to be a trendsetter. You can argue with his beginning stuff... He was a trendsetter in the sense that not a lot of people did like teen pop when he was really young and he put out like Baby with Ludacris, which I'll get into a little bit later. You can argue that was a big hit because not a lot of people did that. And you can argue kind of One Direction revitalized the whole boy band genre, so on and so forth. But you get the point. Hold on. Probably his most, I guess, appealing track for me. Because it deals with hope and obviously holding on through difficult times. But it's a synth pop track. I would say this is probably one of his more better singles for me. Just because it's a bit more catchy. But even then I would argue it's not the greatest song that he's ever put out. Peaches, which has a feature with Daniel Caesar and Giveon, who are both R&B singers. You can argue that that's probably the best track on Justice. And it's the most successful track on this album, as Peaches debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, making this Bieber's seventh number one hit in his career. Also, with Justice as an album debuting at number one on the Billboard 200 chart, Justin Bieber becomes the first solo male artist to debut atop both the Billboard Hot 100 and the Billboard 200 charts simultaneously. BTS and Taylor Swift are the only other singers to accomplish this feat. So overall, Peaches is a great track sonically, but it's about the different regions of America, and it specifically focuses on Georgia. Now you might be wondering, why is Georgia such a huge impact, right? He wanted to focus on Martin Luther King Jr., and... Georgia being known as the Peach State, it makes sense. But for me, it doesn't make sense why Martin Luther King is even in this album. Because when you look at the album as a whole, most of the songs 
are about Haley Bieber. How he loves her, how he's happy being a married man, so on and so forth. There's really no place to have Martin Luther King in this album. There's literally an MLK interlude halfway in the album. To me, it literally makes no sense why it's there. Considering that he doesn't touch upon racial injustice or police brutality or African Americans in general for that matter. And whether or not he kind of just threw him in there because Black Lives Matter was such a prominent thing throughout the past year, I don't know. But to me, it just doesn't have the right place in this kind of album. And even though he's had other songs on there, like As I Am with Khalid and Unstable featuring The Kid Leroy, you can argue that the features in this particular album, not one of them really stand out, in all honesty. And even the features on the deluxe edition, which he surprise released a few days ago, like There She Go featuring Lil Uzi Vert, I Can't Be Myself featuring Jaden Smith, Wish You Would featuring Quavo, No No Better featuring The Baby, and Name featuring Tori Kelly, they don't really bring any added weight or value to the album as a whole. Usually, when you put a feature in an album, it's supposed to help lift a song. With these particular selections, I just don't think it really accomplishes anything. And especially when you call the album Justice. And honestly, the album really has nothing to do with justice at all. It's just about a man singing about his love for his wife, Haley Bieber. So, James, I'm curious. Do you think the MLK stuff should have been in here? And overall, what did you what did you think about Justice? Honestly... I feel like he tried to make it deep. Now, it doesn't belong, in my opinion. I agree with you. But I do like the fact that at least he attempted it. Because it's not something in his realm. Like, he's not an African-American artist, so he's not suffering the racial injustice that he may try to be propagating that, like, maybe other artists have. In a previous episode, we actually talked about Kendrick Lamar and how he truly feels the words that he's saying about injustice against African-American communities. With Justin Bieber, I felt like it was... While it was a good attempt, it didn't belong in this album. What would have meant more is if he featured someone who maybe a Kendrick Lamar. That would have been epic. Yo, bring back him from the dead after four years. I would have loved to see that. I don't care if it didn't fit. I would have loved to see it. But this just genuinely felt like reaching the word count of an essay. You know what I mean? Like, hey, I need to reach my quota for, like, importance or significance. So I'm going to include, like, an MLK song, and people will love it, and then they'll justify my album. No pun intended, justify. But Justice, as an album, it seems very disorganized. I don't know if you get that same kind of feeling from the album. But the interlude, although it takes a slot, I just wasn't expecting it. Now, I don't know what he was going for with this. I'm not going to lie. I can't tell if it's genius or just last minute, you know, poor uh, organization skills. But the fact that it just seems out of place kind of makes it cool because it's edgy. You know, I don't know if that's what he was going for. But what do you think? I think he did it because, as you said before, I think he wanted to make it deep and make it meaningful. But when you have an album that's 16 songs, 45 minutes in runtime, he, as you said before, I actually do agree. I feel like he just threw in some songs just to meet the quota. Yeah. Because realistically, he didn't need to do 16 songs. 12 or 13 might have been fine. The MLK stuff, he didn't really need. He started out the album with the song Too Much. It does start out with like an MLK recording. But other than like the interlude, he's not mentioned anywhere else throughout the entirety of this album. So that's why I'm saying for me, throwing in Martin Luther King doesn't even make any sense. 
I get that you're trying to make it deep and I get that you're maybe trying to appeal to that kind of audience, but overall to me, it just doesn't make sense. It's very disorganized. I definitely agree. And as I said before, with a lot of pop albums, this just doesn't feel cohesive because it kind of goes from him loving his wife to Martin Luther King to persevering through dark times to being lonely and it's kind of all over the place so for me I feel like this album could have done a lot better if he put his own spin on some of the uh trends I guess so to speak that were going on or even if he just made an entire album about one particular thing right if he wanted to focus on his married life and how he really loves Hailey Bieber, he could have done a whole album about that, sure. And people would have listened to it, of course. But at the end of the day, he tries to fit in too many things. Like he tries to fit in Black Lives Matter. He tries to fit in loneliness. He tries to fit in marriage. And there's just too many focuses going on for me. And because it is all over the place, that's where it suffers for me. I agree, like, don't get me wrong, Justin Bieber is a talented artist. His humble beginnings of playing guitar and, like, being the one-man band, making his voice... And by the way, one thing I do like about Justin Bieber is he matured, went through puberty, and his voice, he made it work. He found a way to market it in a new way to new genres, um, and sorry, audiences. And that I can never discredit from him. But one thing I always preach is you're only as good as your latest work. You know, we as journalists, we preach this just as artists must feel. And so he's taking a hit with this. I think that only like the, the believers will justify this. No pun intended again. <laughs> Here we go. Oh my God, this, this better not be a meme. But like they'll, say, they'll think anything he produces is, is great. But like the truly objective music listeners will, will say like Justin Bieber is a great artist. Like we expected more from him. I feel like less is more. Take a few of these songs out. The album would have been more organized and it would have been better. But what happens is there's quotas. There's a lot of these little intangible things in music, which I don't know if he has control over. But if he truly is as, like, how do I say, imposing of an artist as he is in the Billboard charts, as he is in his own label, he should have a say in, like, how he wants the album to go. And I agree with you. If the album wasn't to ask him, if you were asking Justin Bieber right now, what is this album tailored towards? Who, who did you have in mind when you wrote it? How can you summarize it? in one one sentence if the answer is Hayley Bieber then why why doesn't like why can't I who am like the average listener get that idea from other great albums you understand maybe from the first few songs or maybe through a run through what is the aim what is the the theme but with this like if you turned to that MLK song you would have thought this was an MLK album and then the next song completely different one thing you did mention by the way that I want to touch on is that I don't think Justin Bieber's ever won Album of the Year, has he? No. And that seems to be something of a problem because in terms of singles, he's probably one of the best to ever do it in pop. In, pop. in terms of albums, this might be the one chink in his armor. And so to that, I think that this, while this, sometimes releasing two albums in a year is not good. And in a way, I don't know, I don't know why I came to this conclusion, but I feel like what Kendrick did is better for his career than what Justin Bieber is doing for his career. Like, it's better to produce meaningful content once in a while than to produce two albums in a year. But both of them, like you said, are hot garbage. Yeah, and you have to understand, too, that Changes got a lot of slack from a lot of people. A lot of people did not like Changes. 
So maybe he was rushing to put out Justice as a way to kind of hide changes. And so changes is no longer relevant anymore. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to put out two albums relatively within a one year, two year time span, you have to make it cohesive. And as I keep saying, if you're going to have songs about your wife, to about church, to Martin Luther King, to being lonely, to peaches, like there's just too many focuses going on. And the main issue that I think with Bieber is that no one's telling him, hey, man, you should really focus on this one topic and really hone in on it. Because in all honesty, some of the songs on here do get pretty repetitive. For example, he has maybe one too many songs about Haley Bieber. Or he has one too many songs about Martin Luther King, right? So ultimately, for me, it just doesn't make sense. There's a lack of focus from this particular album. And for that reason, that's why it suffers. But this is the same problem he's going to keep having. Unless he either starts doing his own things, becoming a trendsetter in the music industry. Or... People need to start telling him, hey, man, go out there, do your own stuff. Like, let's take Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, for example. They put out a song that is related to 70s funk. No one's doing that right now. And obviously, yeah, they're big brand names. So obviously, it's going to get the traction. But just using that as an example to show, instead of him hopping onto a trend, he should make his own trend. And... He definitely has the star power to do so. It's just disappointing with these last two albums because we all know that this is not Justin Bieber's best work. There's no denying it. Even the believers would not say this is his best work by far. And for me, when you had such a disappointing album like Changes to put this out, it's not really a rebound for me. It's just more of, hey guys, you thought Changes was ass. Let me give you justice so you guys can forget about changes. And for me, justice is just all right. It's not great. It's not an album I'm going to look in the future and be like, that's why I love Justin Bieber because of justice. That's not something I'm going to say. Because in all honesty, this album is just mediocre, in my opinion. And that's going to be looming large for Mr. Bieber. I think Justin Bieber is kind of like when a car is stuck in the snow and the tire is spinning and it's just stuck. Like, he has all the talent, connections, and likeness to be able to produce a song with anyone. You know how Drake was able to produce Mia with Bad Bunny and just expose himself to the Latino market? Yeah, Drake isn't a natural Spanish speaker. And you could hear how hard he was trying to make to sound Hispanic in that song. But he tried it. I feel like with Justin Bieber, I mean, hey, as a Latino, maybe I'm... I'm speaking too much from the heart here, but like he's just got to try something new, and that's about as new as it gets. All the other artists are trying it. Billie Eilish, you know, as I recently mentioned, I feel like maybe uh, maybe Justin Bieber. He had the song with Despacito, right? The remix, and that was actually a, a great thing. I, w I was impressed by that. I was proud of him for that. But I feel like with him, either he's getting, either he's stagnating because he's too complacent and comfortable with what he's already accomplished, or he's kind of just trying to to pump and throw all of the 
the ideas that he has out now to kind of like flush them. But I just don't want to see repeated trends of this because at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, he's a successful artist. We will be remembered for his discography. He's still relatively young. I don't even think he's hit 30 yet, which is ridiculous. And I always like to think optimistically that an artist's best work, we haven't seen it yet. But from what we've seen recently, that might be the case with him. Yeah, I agree. And I think the overall issue was that with Justice, I think he tried to go back into his comfort zone. With changes, he kind of ventured out into the R&B world. A lot of people, including myself, were not fans of that album. So I think he was like, if people don't want me doing R&B, I'm going to go back to doing pop, which is what Justice is all about. But I think the issue and the obstacle he's going to have to overcome is, well... R&B didn't work for me. Let me try something else. Exactly. And I think he will do that in the future. Justice, though, just wasn't it for me. But let's talk about his career for a minute. Because he's done a lot of things. He started out when he was 15 years old back in 2009. With his debut EP called My World. Now, his first single, One Time very popular you know obviously i'll talk about baby in just a second but the music video actually had his mentor usher at a house party and you can argue that's kind of where the world was introduced to justin bieber as this young little kid you know very innocent very sweet you know all the girls fangirling over him of course (laughs) but at the end of the day you can even argue even early on in his career a lot of his songs were about young love or getting a girlfriend one less lonely girl very compared to like chris brown and rihanna obviously chris brown and justin bieber both kind of have very similar styles so it makes sense for me but my world 2.0 his debut studio album he was the youngest solo male artist to top the billboard 200 in 47 years wow think about that for a second Justin Bieber, as a not even an adult, was able to do that, which is insane to think about. Baby featuring Ludacris. I think you remember the music video. It was in a bowling alley. (laughs) You had an appearance from Drake in it. And although it's the third most disliked video on YouTube all time. I was going to mention that. (laughs) Peaked at number five on the Billboard Hot 100. That was the first hit that I think he had throughout his career, and that's what put him on the map. Now, Eeny Meeny with Sean Kingston, I never knew they did a song together. Apparently, they did. It's about an indecisive lover who's basically chasing around Sean Kingston and Justin Bieber. Obviously, Sean Kingston's not really in mainstream anymore. He kind of had beautiful girls, and he kind of flew out after that. But somebody to love, right? Featuring Usher, it was originally intended for Usher, but the song went stale with Usher's record label, so a production group known as the Stereotypes, they were encouraged to give it to Bieber, and essentially Bieber ends up doing the main vocals, Usher kind of does the backing track, but I find it interesting that Usher was his mentor, and I think they both had very similar styles, and I want to ask you, do you think that Usher being his mentor was the right move for him career-wise back then. Now, obviously, I can be like, oh, yeah, he's one of the 
best artists ever, or excuse me, one of the biggest artists ever. But I'm just wondering because Usher is not really in mainstream anymore now. Do you think Justin Bieber pretty much got everything he can from Usher and then kind of moved on? Oh, absolutely. I feel like, now that I remember, one of my favorite Usher songs is Without You. I feel like it was with David Guetta. And at the time, it seemed like he was being usurped by Justin Bieber. But it was something he could live with. You see, it was like passing the torch and giving up his alpha role in pop with the notion that he could be known for the guy that set up the next guy. It reminds me a little bit of Dr. Dre and Eminem. Now, a lot of people listening to this podcast may have just thrown up in their own mouths by hearing this, but it's what I think, genuinely, because... Bieber could only do so much by like what he knew, by his his voice style, and the market that he was trying to adhere to, which was teens, teen pop, as you mentioned before. But after that, I think it was all Bieber. Now, no, no one's self-made, of course, but it wasn't Usher's doing anymore. He wasn't as relevant anymore. And so, in a way, you could almost argue like Justin Bieber had become like such a huge artist that you couldn't just confuse him for anyone else. Or he, or you couldn't even... He had filtered out Usher's advice by that point and become his own man. So I do agree. And looking back at it, financial-wise, stats-wise, definitely the right decision. I couldn't name a better artist for him to listen to at the time. Yeah, I agree. And quick little fun fact for those of you that don't know. Never Say Never featuring Jaden Smith. It was famously used in the Karate Kid movie. It recently hit a billion views on YouTube. So, congrats to them on that. Overall, it's kind of the iconic track for Jaden Smith. Obviously, he's more of an actor, not a singer. But that was kind of the transition into his second studio album, which is actually a Christmas album, something I didn't know, called Under the Mistletoe. And I'm not going to talk about it too much because... Let's face it, no one remembers Justin Bieber for a Christmas album. They remember him for all the pop, EDM, and the other tracks that he's done. But when we go into Believe, which is his third studio album, that's where he kind of asserted himself, and that's where he kind of became a mainstay. With Baby featuring Ludacris, you can argue, was he really there to stay or did he just have a few good singles and then leave with boyfriend peak number two on the billboard charts as long as you love me featuring big sean and beauty and a beat featuring Nicki minaj very you know back in the day that's where i think he really asserted himself and kind of made himself into a household name in pop right when we talk about boyfriend that's actually where he kind of delved into the R&B genre. I mentioned it would change how he kind of went into R&B. He went into it with the song. And obviously, in that particular case, it worked really well. As Long As You Love Me, kind of electro-pop, very dubstep-inspired. And Beauty and a Beat is kind of EDM, how he wants to take a girl to the club, right? So, obviously, his songs then weren't the deepest, but even with Believe, right, you're doing R&B, you're doing EDM, and you're doing electropop. Very different genres, 
very different styles. Yet, at the same time, he's able to kind of put out these kind of great songs, right? And for those of you who are wondering, James said it in the beginning of the podcast, Justin Bieber only has two Grammys. I mentioned it in the last episode that he did win a Grammy for Best Country Duo Performance this year with 10,000 Hours, which was him along with Dan and Shay. The only other Grammy he won was for Best Dance Recording back in 2016 for the song Where Are You Now with Skrillex and Diplo. Very kind of forgotten now because it did happen so long ago, yet it's very iconic for the beat drop that it did. And it was interesting because it was originally supposed to be a ballad called The Most, but Bieber wasn't really satisfied with it. He went to Skrillex and Diplo and he was like, hey, could you help me make this into an EDM track? It ended up happening. Obviously, it's very iconic for the particular time. But James, I'm curious, what did you think about Believe, the album, and kind of Where Are You Now, which you can argue was his first kind of big EDM track? I love it. At the time, I'll tell you a little bit of an anecdote. That was the gaming era. 2016, 2015 actually, to 2018, that was when gaming peaked. It It became somewhat of a culture, like a shift in the paradigm between gaming not being accepted to now everyone does it. And so Justin Bieber, to be able to capitalize on that, not only feature in all these like little editing montages, but be in the EDM scene when non-copyright sounds was making its way. When Diplo was on the rise, Martin Garrix, I don't know if Justin Bieber's ever, ever worked with him, but while he may not be a trendsetter anymore, he knows how to read them. He knows how to ride the wave. He's been on the top, and instead of plateauing, he kind of just descends a little bit. He has been on a bit of a decline, I will say. But he's a smart artist that always knows who to work with. And that's why I mentioned before, I think that's the best career move for him. He should be like, who's the biggest artist right now? Dua Lipa, The Weeknd, write a song with them. It may not be in his comfort zone, but a great artist can can be compatible with anyone and everyone. And that's why at the time, when I saw him constantly in the EDM scene, I realized that he was doing it not just for like marketing and for his career, but to prove a point that he can pretty much be on any song. Rock, if need be, which I don't know if that's trending so much anymore, but I think that was what truly proved that he is, A, with modern times, that he still got it, and that he shouldn't be forgotten as one of the most talented artists there is out there, no matter how much hate he gets. Because we were all humming that song in our heads, whether we want to agree or not. (laughs) Yeah, definitely, but... I think one of the main issues that other people have with Bieber, and I've never been to one of his live concerts, so I don't know how truthful this is, but apparently he either lip synced during his concerts or they would auto-tune him live during the concerts. Now, obviously, you know the difficulties of technology, especially on that kind of a stage. Technology tends to bug out. It's not the greatest when it comes to a live performance. But overall, Bieber, he started out really young. He became this sensation kind of overnight. But now as an adult, I don't know, man. I think he's lost a lot of the charm that he had when he was a kid. And at the end of the day, obviously now he's established and his status isn't going to disappear anytime soon. 
unless he obviously decides to stop producing content, which probably won't happen. But he needs to start being more original with how he is as an artist. I know I keep saying it, but it's for a reason. He needs to stop jumping on trends and he needs to start making his own. When we talk about Believe in his third studio album, you can argue that he was kind of one of the few artists to go into that kind of space. And that's why he stood out so much. When we go into Purpose, I can argue that's probably his greatest album to date. Mm-hmm. Just because when you have three number ones on the Bobo Hot 100 with What Do You Mean? Obviously. <laughs> Sorry, which you can argue was played everywhere. For me, it is super overplayed now. That was but, a summer bop. Yeah, that was a big song. And then Love Yourself, which if you didn't know, actually, Love Yourself was number one on the Billboard year chart in 2016. Number two was Sorry. And he was only the third artist in history at that time. To have two songs in the top two of the year-end charts. The only other two, The Beatles back in 1964. And ironically, Usher in 2004. (laughs) So, kind of the full circle moment. But, what do you mean, kind of the pop, tropical house genre? It was his first number one hit on the Billboard. Sorry, again, it's relatively self-explanatory. Oh, you know, is it too late now to say sorry? I mean... Again, not the deepest song in the world, but (laughs) it was a bop, so it makes sense. Again, kind of the tropical house theme. Love Yourself is interesting because it was written with him, Benny Blanco, who I mentioned a little bit earlier, Mm -hmm. and Ed Sheeran. Hmm. Now, Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran, especially with some of the later songs I'm going to get into in just a little bit, they worked really closely together. And you can argue that Even Ed Sheeran, we talked about Usher with his early hits. We can argue Ed Sheeran influenced a lot of his most recent hits at that time. So, it's very interesting. It kind of has the electric guitars, the trumpets. It's an acoustic pop track, Love Yourself. And you can argue that's kind of what Ed Sheeran does. And you can argue that... This might be where he started to be influenced by maybe too many people, right? You had Usher early on in his career. And you had Ed Sheeran at that particular point. For example, Cold Water with Major Lazer featuring Justin Bieber and Moe, it was written with Ed Sheeran. So you can make the argument that the two biggest influences on Justin Bieber's career were Usher in a chair. Now, I absolutely agree, but I picture old Justin Bieber, believe it or not, from like homemade videos that I saw of him just playing the guitar. And that was the only thing he had aside from his voice, being acoustic about it. So while I absolutely agree that Ed Sheeran was a major factor in that, I actually think that it may just be him going back to his roots of like what made him, what gave him the opportunity in the first place. Because don't get me wrong, he was the poster child They made him a marketing machine, you know, the cash cow to pop. But I'm of the notion that maybe he really enjoys making that music. 
and now that I think about it, he's he's at peace, and he truly shows his vocal variety when he's doing songs that don't have heavy bass or any added distortion from the reality of like what he's being what he's able to produce on his own. But don't get me wrong, I absolutely agree. It sounds like an Ed Sheeran song that Justin Bieber is on. That's generally what it is. But does he make it work, basically? Does it sound like something that he is equally as deserving of having his name written on? I definitely do, because that's that's what he was almost originally intended to do. Yeah, but that's the issue just there, because you can argue that Love Yourself was obviously sung by Justin Bieber, but in the way that Ed Sheeran would have sung it if it was his song. And he didn't really make it into his own style. And that, for me, is kind of where the issue lies. Because in all honesty, Justin Bieber is obviously very talented. But I think instead of performing it in his own style, he tends to perform songs how other people may have envisioned for him. With like Ed Sheeran and with Usher. Right? And... That's where part of the issue lies for me. Because when I listen to Justin Bieber and like let's say Love Yourself for instance, I'm listening to this thinking, okay, this is Justin Bieber. But if I were to place Ed Sheeran on that track, it would sound almost the same way. And that's where part of my issue was with Justin Bieber lies in. Is can he be original where I listen to a song by him and recognize, oh yeah, that's Justin Bieber. No one else can take his spot. And I know that no one is as unique enough as Justin Bieber. And I just honestly don't know if I can answer that question. He's losing it. I will agree. Five years ago, I don't think we had any doubt in our minds. But now, like, he's a jack of all trades, but master of none. Now, I'm not saying he's not a talented artist. But I'm just saying, like, if he was undisputedly the king of one area of music, then you could say, yeah, it's time to move on. Or... Maybe he's just looking for a challenge. Who's not looking for a challenge now nowadays, right? But it almost seems like he didn't win a Grammy. I'm sorry, he hasn't won... He, he hasn't smashed it in a certain category, at least in, in the Grammys or Music Awards, where you could then say that it's deserving of him moving on from that. So it almost seems like he's avoiding it in a way like he's like chasing the high-grossing songs genres. At the same time, though, based on his lifestyle, and I don't like to include personal life into the the career, the professional aspect of it, but he seems to be more at peace. Like, he just genuinely doesn't care what people think anymore about his music, even about him in general. And I feel like while this might be good for his, I guess, for him, for his, for his peace, maybe it just might take a little hit on his viewership. So it's a big decision he's got to make now. Do I continue being a marketing machine and like follow trends or do i produce the stuff that i want to produce you know because at the end of the day he will always have the diehards that will listen to anything he does he could cough into a microphone and people will buy the album <laughs> you're not wrong there but that's it you, you literally just said it he's at peace with himself now and i think justice literally proved that and he honestly doesn't care what people think anymore he's married to Haley bieber he has the lifestyle i think he's always wanted and at the end of the day, I think, yeah, he's at peace with who he is now as a person. Now, I would argue that definitely has had an impact on who he is as an artist. But at the end of the day, I don't think he really cares. I think as long as he's putting out songs that he's happy with, and as long as people are listening to it, he's not going to really care what other people think. And 
moving on a little bit here. Let me love you, DJ Snake, featuring, of course, the one and only Mr. Justin Bieber. Another EDM track. A lot of popular EDM tracks by Justin Bieber. And you can argue maybe that's more of a genre he could go into. But, I don't know. I obviously can't control what he does. The Despacito remix, you mentioned it earlier, Despacito, along with Shape of You, probably the two biggest songs of the year. You can argue maybe he was just jumping on a big trend. I don't know if Louis Fonzie and Daddy Yankee were specifically looking out for him as a remix partner. I'm not sure. It gave him a number one hit, so it definitely worked out for him. But when you're on songs like I'm the One with DJ Khaled, Quavo, Chance the Rapper, and Lil Wayne, and then obviously No Brainer, which basically has the same cast minus Lil Wayne, they're not the greatest songs in the world, at least in my opinion. You expect, hey, you have all the star power, it's going to be a fire's track, right? <laughs> but to me, at least, that's not the case. And then I don't care with Ed Sheeran, man. To me, that track is just so disappointing for me. Because you're thinking Ed Sheeran, one of the biggest artists out there, Justin Bieber, one of the biggest artists out there, both great friends, both heavy influent, very influential on each other. And then they put that out. It's kind of electro pop. It's kind of just meh. It falls flat for me, in all honesty. Okay. I I respect your opinion, Anthony, but I love that song. But on a serious note, I, I agree with you. In terms of, like, if they're going to collab after all these years and they're good friends. And for it, I guess it is, it is a little disappointing but for what it is at face value, I like it. Whereas with the other song, I'm the One, that's kind of an overrated song. Just by names alone. Like, that's like a search engine optimization song. What I mean by this is like, whoa, DJ Khaled, Justin Bieber, Chance the Rapper. Once you listen to the song, you're like, I could have made this in my, you know, I could have made this in five minutes on, you know, Fruity Loops or whatever the application software is. I'll make a little comparison here. When Roddy Rich came out with The Box, and I believe Justin Bieber had Yummy at the mm-hmm. same time. Yeah. That was day and night for me. Like, The Box is a work of art. This is genius. This is a unique song. And then Yummy, it was just like, you can produce garbage, but people will buy into it because you're a huge celebrity. Yummy, I think, is probably the worst, if not one of the worst tracks of 2020. My issue with it is that it seems like he just created it just for TikTok, right? Yeah. Just to appeal to the TikTok audience. You can argue that's the same thing that Drake did with Tootsie Slide. Yes, absolutely. But that's, see, but that's just it, though. That's why, for me, I hate those kinds of songs. Because I'm like, not everyone uses TikTok. No offense, I'm not a fan of TikTok at all. And it's just like, I get the marketing strategy, but don't make it that obvious, right? If you want to create a song that works on TikTok, make it a song that works in general as well. Because with Yummy and like Tootsie Slide, those really only work for TikTok. That is it. Like, I'm not going to be listening to Yummy on repeat because for me, it's some hot garbage. But in all honesty, man, I talked about changes a little bit. The two big songs, Intentions featuring Quavo. I mentioned it in the last episode. We kind of dove into it there. So check that out if you haven't already. But even like Stuck With You with Ariana Grande and even Monster with Sean Mendes, right, for his new album, Wonder, that came out last year. It's just been, it's been disappointing for me, in all honesty. It just hasn't really hit me, right? Stuck With You, 
Obviously, they both have the Scooter Braun connection. I mentioned that in the Taylor Swift episode. And the funny thing is, Stuck With You was originally supposed to be just for Ariana Grande, but they decided to throw Bieber in there, because why not? Obviously, it's about COVID, being, you know, with the people that you love, so on and so forth. And I get why they did it. It's kind of like a homey track. It's something you can listen to during lockdown, during quarantine. And I get the appeal, but just for me, sonically, it's not the greatest by either one. And even Monster with Sean Mendes, right? The message is there. Um, I think Mendes said this in an interview with Apple Music. He essentially said it's about how society can put celebrities on a pedestal and watch them fall. So the idea for that is there, but just for me, execution, it's not the greatest. Obviously, both great individual artists, but just combining them together, for me, it's not the greatest. I can argue Wonder with Shawn Mendes by himself was a better track. And that's part of the issue that I'm starting to have with Justin Bieber, right? Because I can argue that the last kind of good song he's put out by himself is Love Yourself, Back With Purpose, which was back in 2016. Oh my. Other than that, man, for me, the Despacito remix, fine, you can take it or leave it, whether you like that one or the original. But the rest of them are kind of just meh tracks for me. Now, obviously, that's a hot take because a lot of people like those songs. They were popular for a reason, and I understand why they were popular. But at the end of the day, man, it's just, it's disappointing because I feel like Justin Bieber has all the talent in the world, yet he keeps using it in the wrong ways. I feel like he's too comfortable. Like, he's reached the level where, as I mentioned before, he could fart into a microphone and people will buy it, you know? Like... I will say, Anthony, I'm kind of torn with this album, Justice, because I don't know who had the last say in this. Because as random and as disorganized as it seems, it does feel heartfelt. It kind of just feels like Justin Bieber really wanted this. Whereas before, it did seem kind of fake in the sense of like, wow, all these songs are really tailoring to people. And it's almost like they were designed that way. Whereas like when Justin Bieber made this album, Irregardless of the fact that people were going to buy it or not, you know, was it something that he was proud of making? And if no one else listened to it, would he still release it? I feel like this might be the first ever album that he releases on his own terms. But that's just my 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 intuition on it. I just hope, like I said before, that if he is at peace with himself, that he can kind of just make a bigger decision. Does he keep doing this stuff? But unfortunately not make the Grammy, bro, the day that Justin Bieber doesn't make the Grammys for nominations, it's kind of going to be heartbreaking because although he's taken a lot of heat in his personal life, he's still one of those like memorable artists that you want to see, or maybe other people don't want to see, constantly being recognized as great because he did have a lot of pressure on his shoulders and whether people want to appreciate it or not, he lived up to it. But here's my issue with Justin Bieber as a whole, right? I want him to be recognized because he's putting out good work. Not because he's just Justin Bieber, That's because true. he's super popular, right? That's true. Because you can argue with changes in Yummy when he got nominated for the Grammys this past year, I can make the argument that it definitely shouldn't have been on there. And you can argue they just put it on there because it was Justin Bieber. So those are kind of the nominations that I hate as a fan because I'm like, there's so many other better tracks and other better albums that could have been on there. Justice for me 
it's just not there. It's a mediocre album at best. And when you have features like Khalid, Chance the Rapper, The Kid Leroy, Dominic Fike, Daniel Caesar, Giveon, Beam, and Burna Boy, as well as Benny Blanco, it's just disappointing for me because when you have people like Chance the Rapper saying, oh, this is some of the best music I've ever heard. Oh, it's groundbreaking music. It's reminiscent of Michael Jackson's Off the Wall album. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, no offense, Justice compared to Off the Wall is like comparing a pebble to a rock. Like, it's that much of a difference. Like, it's not even close. And for me, Justice Man, especially after the disappointment that was Changes, it just seems so mediocre to me. Now, if Justice was a banger, completely different story, right? But it's not. It's, at best, a mediocre album. If you asked me to rate it out of 10, I would give it maybe a 6. But, again, that's me being generous. So, overall, I am happy that he is doing better in his personal life, and I wish him nothing but the best in that regard. But when it comes to creating albums and songs, he needs to do better. And with that, I would like to thank you all for listening this is Anthony and James here at the A&J Tunes Podcast. Enjoy your week. Take care, guys.